Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Marked Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Marked Safe. So, our very first disaster potluck. Okay, I'm obsessed with this. Me I want to do too. so many all the time. I can't stop. I'm out of control. <laughs> we got a flurry of new emails. I'm like, shit. It's happening. It's happening. It's real life. a grip? I love it when you call it a grip. We got a grip of new emails. <laughs> I don't know. I just they're think it's going to be good. They're oh, so good. Gosh, I they're can't. good. We got to get this thing recorded and dropped ASAP. Yes, absolutely. Every time. Originally, we were thinking we would do once a month for a while and then ease it faster. But I don't know, man. It's my habit. Us, I could see us easing it faster than that. <laughs> Well, I was like, oh, we're going to get one of these like every three to six months. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the my flood, my temporary goal was once opened. they opened and God, I have waited for this. We kept fishing and we just weren't quite there. Like things would kind of trickle in and it just it wasn't enough. And it was just like we just kind of tabled it for a while. And then I think we were both just like, you know what? I think we're there, actually. I think the we're response, there. And you guys were there. We trust fell into you and you were there. <laughs> the the new grip of emails that we've gotten in, I mean, it's it's everything. So if you have something and you're unsure of whether you should send it, just you should. fucking just send it. Holy just crap. Send it. Yeah. yeah. Just send it. There's some There's wild very stuff. little that I don't want to know, honestly. I really am still hoping for some like family Thanksgiving brawl style stuff. We'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. I believe in it. (laughs) (laughs) We're at the end of our bracket. We're at the end of our bracket. I don't think anyone realizes quite how at the end we are because you are making decisions about it. And I, you're the bracket top. We decided right before we would start this. You know what? We didn't do it last week. So today we're going to do the final two and fuck it. Let's do the winner. Fuck it. Give the people what they want. And then that way I can spend this week combing through because we had a lot of entries on this one. And then if there's some ties, then we can do a spinny thingy and uh, we'll announce it on the podcast next week. We love a good spinny thingy. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> I I know what the final two is going to be. Do you think so? I do not know who the winner is going to be. Okay. All right. You ready? Your first matchup is poor, unfortunate souls versus surface pressure. Surface pressure. I was wrong. I was wrong. Were you really? I was wrong. (laughs) That one was actually kind of easy, too. I mean, surface pressure is one of my favorite disney songs of all time it feels extremely relevant to my life right now and uh it's revolutionary you know in the context of things it feels like a big deal 
it fucking speaks to me. I mean, poor unfortunate souls. It slaps. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't really mean all that much to me personally. So, but you're the villain. Listen, am I? <laughs> am I the drama? The drama? Can we unpack that, please? <laughs> I'm just saying, like you're, like you don't give a shit. I wouldn't say villain. Don't I? This is my backpedaling. You know me Am I well. backpedaling? I don't know. I think you should either. I think you should double down. I feel like if it's hero or villain, you're the villain. God damn it! I don't know. I just let's post a poll. I I get the burn it all down vibe from you. It it is a vibe that I have lately. I'll give you that, but. I mean, the past year or so, it's kind of all burning me down. So I'm going to go with surface pressure. <laughs> and I surface pressure has been a shoe in from the beginning. The whole me thinking you're the villain. I think you're, I'm into it. But you know what? It's like a villain in the sense of like Maleficent. I'm okay with it. Um, on my main playlist, I have a song called I'm the Villain in My Own Story. And. If you know, you know, listeners. Some of you will know what that's from. And I like you guys more than the rest. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. If I can be a sexy villain, all the villains are sexy. Yes. Name a Disney villain that's not sexy. Mm. I challenge you. Scar. Bullshit. He's one of the sexiest villains of all. No. What? No. Yes. I mean, insofar as a lion can be sexy, yes, he absolutely is. I don't think so. I think you're a minority on this. I think it's, I don't know, his color palette, maybe? I don't know. Hold, hold, please. I'm, I'm legit real quick posting a poll. Mid recording, but this can't wait. Insofar as a lion can be sexy, is Scar sexy? <laughs> I think it's because he's a little bitch and it just turns me off. <laughs> I think it's going to go in my favor. Okay. While that unfolds, what's next? All right. The next one, Circle of Life versus A Whole New World. I hate this one. I hate this one because the lyrics of A Whole New World, 15 out of 10, way more. I'm not in love with the sound. And the really? lyrics, no, I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't know. Something about the sound doesn't quite hit it for me. But the lyrics of A Circle of Life don't matter as much to me, but oh, man, it's a bop. It's beautiful. It is. It is. This one's going to kill me, honestly. But right now, see, this is a- You got to go a, with your gut. You this know what is I a mean? prime example of the arbitrary bullshit of brackets and why nobody should ever try to win them. And maybe you should just <laughs> randomize everything because this is like a dead ass 50, 50 tie. But now I'm feeling protective of Scar <laughs> and the Lion King. <laughs> so did I accidentally sway a bracket? You accidentally did. You accidentally did. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Circle of Life on this. Holy shit. I didn't get either one. I didn't get either of those. Do you even know me? No. Would I? You're a villain. Are villains inherently unknowable? I mean, there's some mysteriousness, right? 
Oh my god, all I want is to be mysterious. I oh see, full circle, bringing it back. Listen, listen. You finally done it. You, ma'am, are mysterious. Officially. Thank God. That is the only compliment that I want. The only one. Documented in our podcast diary. Yeah. Listen, if you guys want to stroke my ego, just tell me I'm mysterious because it's all I want to know. I want to believe I can play it cooler than I can. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to believe I'm a lot more chill than I am. So pat my head, tell me I'm mysterious. And I really am sounding like a very cuddly villain right now, huh? <laughs> okay. Shall we be the winner? Play with my hair, call me mysterious. Yes. I like that. The winner's easy as fuck, though. Okay. Circle Alive versus Surface Pressure. What do you think? It's Surface Pressure. Of course it's Surface Pressure. <laughs> that is your winner. That's that's the winner. Surface Pressure takes it all. I think a fucking group of people picked Surface Pressure. Well, <laughs> maybe a whole group of people are going to be um, in the spinner. Do you know off the top of your head, does anybody have a perfect bracket? I don't know. You probably don't know. Okay. I haven't looked. Um, by the way, you were losing so far on Scar. Okay. What did you put? You made a poll, right? Yes. I said mid-recording, but this can't wait. Insofar as a lion can be sexy, is Scar sexy? If you don't count my vote, we have um, five Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Months. I hate the way you do polls. <laughs> you do polls like a fucking villain obviously or no you can't put are you kidding me okay that's not changing anybody's mind yes it is it's not people already know and people in the comments have strong feelings about this very okay. strong feelings one person says that he is too manipulative for her mora and, and says, emily uh, thank you duh. scar is sexier than fucking mufasa which is obviously no go talk to your therapist i'm sorry uh, he's just no are you kidding me no no absolutely not like he's a absolutely little yes. bitch and that well, is like you and more i don't care together i fine i will be in good company the right <laughs> company the company that knows that okay. yeah, no. And the two manipulative for me. Listen, Mora. No one is asking if he's a good boy. We're asking if he's sexy. You it's could be different. the hottest person in the world, but if you're like a douchey bitch boy, like no, it 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 it's a turn off. Oh, it makes man. you very unsexy. I wish I felt that way. See, that's how you end up married to people like Cody. <laughs> no, you just can't walk around with a scar and just think like everybody's gonna dig it i mean scars are cool exactly what you can do no scars are cool but if you don't have an attitude to match then he literally does no i I, he's probably lying about it lying about his attitude he has a bad no he's probably lying about his he's a fuckboy lion melanie (laughs) who wants that who I'm wants sheepishly that? raising my hand right now. Not the lion part. I like how you said sheepishly <laughs> when you're talking about a lion. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, nothing good. That's murder. Okay. That is murder. Who's... Wait, because Scar is a murderer? No, you're talking about sheeps and lions? Oh, my God. Wow, and someone just joined the group right now. It's like she knows. Welcome, oh. Sarah. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, I'm anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. Anyway. Okay. Let me take a turn apologizing because I have some apologies to make. Oh, I didn't know villains apologize, but here we go. Take the floor. It's all a manip- It's a manipulation tactic. <laughs> you should know this. Yeah, you are losing by a landslide at this point. Okay. I am sorry because speaking of losing polls, I thought I was real nice and made a what topic do you guys want next poll? And I put one in from the previous poll that somebody had manually added. Didn't think too hard about it. Didn't overly much catch my interest. So I'm like, this isn't going to win. And I didn't think that hard about it. And it won by a fucking landslide. Yeah. And you guys and it are was trying mass to food break poisonings. up your podcast host. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were like, Loki, like, that's fine. I was going to do it. It's fine. And I'm like, is it fine? I went and kicked rocks. Yeah. So that was really stressful. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I think I have to. I I mean, the people have requested, I don't know, do you want it? And you never gave me a straight answer. And I'm like, okay. I'm not I, a villain. You know what? You might be a secret villain. Am I? If you are a villain, you're definitely low-key. I will give you that. But I'm not completely convinced that you're not. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, fine. So I start digging into this. You send me the most beautiful mass food poisoning ever. On a platter. On a platter. And I am like this. Okay. And also you're like, there's a documentary. A fucking documentary. It's a whole ass series. Melanie, what the hell? Well, you know, they make those in series too. (laughs) They're not always just one-offs. Okay. A whole ass series is not research the next episode kind of scenario. (laughs) But did you start watching it? Fuck no. Because I started researching this and I was like, I fucking hate this (laughs) i'm like this is not my episode this is not for me this belongs to melanie i shouldn't be here mom come pick me up (laughs) i i was hating it i was dreading it i was so fucking uninspired it's not even funny and you gave me the juiciest food poisoning ever i don't even want to i like have no intention on covering that one Maybe Listen, I will, I if you've you already done to. half the work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I didn't Can get I real far because <laughs> every time I sat down to start any notes, I just stared resentfully at my computer <laughs> because I was fucking miserable. <laughs> and I did this for like a full week and a half. And then I was like, I, we were like, what, 36 hours out from recording? And I was like, I honestly feel like, I could cover 9-11 from scratch in this time before I could write this fucking episode. And then I got excited. I hate it. Yeah, and then you got excited and you were like, please do cover 9-11 in two days. And I was like, Melanie, no, it's a figure of speech <laughs> that I just made up. <laughs> um, But I can't. I can't. Like, I'm going to die. We're all going to die. This episode's going to suck. I think I'm just going to quit the fucking podcast if I have to do this episode. And it was like a whole thing. Like, there was a little bit of a tantrum going on inside of me. Listen, um, we're not going to do anything that we don't want to do because no. then it's not going to be beneficial no, which, for I mean, anyone. that's on me for putting something I don't want to do in the fucking poll, but I won't do You're that again. You're not a people pleaser. <laughs> well... I'm a villain. What can I say? So we're doing the runners up. We're doing the runner up, <laughs> which um, is amusement parks. Part uh, I'm, 97. I'm, I don't know. I'm here for it. Well, good. Cause it's here for you. But okay. you know what I noticed? What'd you notice? 
So I, that was also in the Patreon poll and I haven't looked at it a long time, but it was not winning. But now that has won the Patreon poll for the Patreon episode. So I still get to do it this month. Listen, every, you, you can have it all. Every food poisoning topic, you're welcome to it. It's yours. And I hope you do it because I feel bad because I'm not giving the people what they want. So I hope you do at some point. But let me tell you guys, I promise you on God, you would rather hear the story from Melanie than me. Like I, <laughs> I kept coming upon these little rabbit holes and I'm like, Melanie would do this justice. I won't. Aww. I'm like, Melanie would fucking delve into this until she finds the earnest tale of a lettuce farmer's wife and how this intersected with her story and she would make this beautiful. And I'm just going to be paraphrasing Wikipedia because I hate this. <laughs> hey, So you know what? I'm going to leave it for you. We can pick or choose our disasters, right? Well, in this context anyway. So back in the 1960s, there was this group called the Yippies. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Yippies? Yeah. Really? I mean, they're, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. I'm I could very be totally interested to hear your preconceived notions about the yippies. I could be totally wrong about this. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong live on air for thousands of people. Aren't they just hippies? You just were about a, Scar. <laughs> aren't they just hippies that take a bath? Stay with us. We'll be right back. In space, no one can hear you scream. Unless you have a podcast. It's Space Castle! Join three nerds. I'm DT. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. As they hurtle through space, debating movies, books, games, and answering your pop culture questions. All to maintain their own sanity. Space Castle. Your clubhouse and ours for all things nerdy. Available wherever pods are casted. Uh, are you thinking of yuppies? Maybe. I think I might be. I am. You're not far off. They they are um sort of a variant on hippies. They were founded in the late 60s by, this is very important to me, and I was very proud of myself for finding this, a Sagittarius, a Pisces, an Aries, an Aquarius, and a Cancer, which is the only one that surprises me, the Cancer. Um, they were basically a counterculture movement with a heavy dose of anarchism, very leftist, some kind of anti-establishment libertarianism in there, um, real big fans of like over-the-top satirical kind of shit, like some pranks, some so, kind wait, of... So wait, wait, wait. So why does that surprise you that it's a cancer? This all sounds like <laughs> me. Okay. I think that your chart is not really ruled by your sun sign. All right. We can unpack this real quick if we want, because I can pull up your chart in about one second. Hold, please. Okay. Here we go. I was just thinking about your chart a couple days ago, because it's kind of an odd duck. And I, I wonder if that's because your rising is Scorpio because your sun is cancer and your moon is Capricorn, which paints a picture, but then your rising is Scorpio. And I think that is such an, an odd rising to have. I'm not even sure what that I need to figure out looks what like Cody's is because he's a cancer too. Yes, you absolutely do. Um, 
your chart is not what I would expect from your chart. And I'm I'm interested to know more about that. And for anybody listening and going, but what does it mean? She's got her fucking moon in Capricorn. She's got two placements in Cancer. She's got three placements in Virgo. And that is wild to me. That is just wild to me. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't feel like you. Um, I'm a yippee. I'm, I, you know, I might be a yippee too for the most part, but I'm, I'm dead on the hill that I would not have expected a cancer to be a part of this. And you cancers in the crowd are welcome to, um, you know what we should do? We should do a zodiac sign bracket. <gasps> Tell you who will get knocked out first fucking round, Virgos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually not sorry. Maybe I'll just post a be be the bracket tier here with me what's your favorite zodiac sign poll and we can start some fucking fights yeah leave me out of it oh no this cancer just wants to go snuggle under the covers i'll just watch from a distance cancer (laughs) (laughs) just watch it from the distance Nope, I'm writing a note to myself to make that after this drops. And well, I completely interrupted you. So we we got the zodiac signs. Okay, no, you're fine. I love that kind of interac- interruption. Um, okay, so counterculture movement, anarchism, very leftist. They've got some kind of anti-establishment libertarianism in there. Um, they love pranks. The word antics is often used in describing their activism and behavior. <laughs> um. A lot of people considered the ideals of hippies to be great, but hippies were basically just too chill to be interesting. Um, Their belief system kind of didn't lend itself to big, splashy political demonstrations. So the concepts like they a lot of people felt like the concepts needed a more outrageous vehicle to get across to people. All right. The yippies, yeah, I mean, which I can respect that. The yippies had a lot of feelings about marijuana. I can certainly respect that. Their flag had a pot leaf on it. One of the founders said that the point was the radicalization of hippies. Now, their core concept is extremely appealing to me. And something that you may or may not know about me is that I have a very deep inherent desire to be a cult leader. <laughs> I could not possibly be more serious. I think we've talked about this before. I would join your cult. It only gets stronger with time. You would have no choice. Um, but I like of- sleep. I don't get very much of it, so I don't first, think you I, okay. could like deprive me too not, much. I don't know if I'm going to... Well, first of all, that just makes me think it would be super effective on you. Second of all, I don't have to do every cult leader Wait, thing. Wait, what am I, I like doing right too. now? Is this a... Is this a Am I doing a podcast? Right? How did I get talked into this? <laughs> and it's really late, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking late. I'm doing a podcast. It's really late. <laughs> I think I'm already in a cult. I think you are. I Okay. I've put a lot of thought into this. A lot. And I really want to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> and I feel like my big three are the perfect combination to start a cult. Okay. okay. I've got an Aquarius son. Arguably the best sign tied with Gemini. Libra's a close third. I've got a Scorpio moon, so I've got a lot of fucking feelings about the shit you should be doing. And I've got a Pisces rising, so I seem really nice <laughs> and um, dreamy and idealistic, but I'm not. I'm a Scorpio moon, Aquarius sun, I'm evil. A villain. Anyway. And mysterious. 
You're a mysterious Thank you. cult. Thank you. Leader. You're welcome. <laughs> All your dreams are coming true tonight. Is it your birthday? Uh-huh. Right here. Not yet. <laughs> and I would love to debate the ideal big three for this job in the horrible ghouls group. Like nothing would make me happier. I am extremely motivated by the thought of breaking down existing status quo, replacing them with my own ideas and controlling large groups of people into following my rules. But I want to do it through the sheer power of my rightness and my irrefutable points. That That is the thing. I want to be so fucking right. No one can resist me. That's the Aquarius. Honest to God, like I fantasize about it. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me. I don't care. My fondest fucking wish is to be a cult leader. And maybe you should all worry that this podcast is my platform to start that. <laughs> And once I eventually reveal to you my plans for our cult, you won't even mind. And maybe this is the start. And don't think that this means I'm going to start making a bunch of cult content because I do not care about other cults. I have my own goals. I don't care about theirs. I don't even listen to podcast episodes about cults, which is probably half the reason I dropped my original topic. But that's (laughs) another matter. (laughs) There was a cult in that. In that matter. There was a cult in that. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I know that my own cult dreams are still shrouded in mystery like every other aspect of me, but these are the goals of the Yippies, according to Wikipedia, which I just said that I mostly liked, so you can infer from that what you will. Quote, food co-ops, underground newspapers and zines, free clinics and support groups, artist collectives, potlatches, swap meets and free stores, organic farming slash permaculture, pirate radio, Bootleg recording and public access television, squatting, free schools, etc. Listen, I'm mostly fucking down with this. Okay, did you say zines? Is it zines? No, it's zines. Okay. (laughs) Can I tell you a secret? Yes, you can always tell me a secret. In fact, when I'm your cult leader, you'll have no choice. (laughs) I don't know if I want to tell you the secret. Tell me. Okay. I'll make you if you don't. So, you remember... I told you a while back that I've been working on this thing for like the past six months. Yes. I'm making a Mark Safe zine. <laughs> Why are you so cool? <laughs> I'm not. Why are you such a grown up 90s riot girl? I can't, like, now I have to send you some pages. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. It yes, looks- you do. <sighs> are zines still a thing? I don't fucking know. If you bring them back, they will be. I have complete faith in you. I don't know. I I don't know. I got inspired. I don't know either, but I want to know. I really want to know. Oh, okay. shit. Well, you, well, you'll see. You'll see my zine. Okay. I. You know what? You mentioned that you had a passion project, and I was like, you know what? She'll tell me when she's ready. I'm not going to push the matter. All right. So, one of the founders said, we shall not defeat America by organizing a political party. We shall do it by building a new nation. A nation as rugged as the marijuana leaf. Mm. Which is quite a bold statement, and I respect it. Now, you may be wondering how the yippies intersect with our topic today. Which is, of course, amusement park incidents. Disneyland had been open for 15 years, and even by 1970, it was seen as a very corporate entity still already still. I don't know. At at that point, it definitely was. 
If you remember six years prior when Mark Maples died on Matterhorn, his parents seemed convinced that Mr. Disney had too much hand in things and wanted it investigated elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mr. Disney had been dead for four years by 1970, but that image still existed, and it was almost like he wasn't even dead. Apparently, cast members still use the present tense when discussing him, which is frankly creepy as fuck. Not if you're a cult that- leader. Well... Or, I mean, especially if you're a cult leader. I got, yeah, I got to put some thought into that, how I want that handled after my demise. I don't think I want to have a demise. Anyway, that probably wasn't why, but the Yippies, they didn't like any of it. They hated all of it. One of the sponsors of Disneyland was the Bank of America, which they also had a branch inside of Disneyland. And they also vocally supported and possibly financed parts of the Vietnam War, which the Yippies were thoroughly against. They also didn't like the park's dress code, which included no long hair for men and no miniskirts for women. Boring. I bet they I bet they wouldn't have been okay with miniskirts for men either. I'm speculating. So the Yippies naturally made a plan to protest at Disneyland. I don't know why I just said protest. It's a protest. <laughs> I'm just I'm I don't know, French fancy something. <laughs> it's our new language. It's our new language. It's fine. I'm the cult leader. And their protest was not a secret. They they put it in their newsletter with a picture of Mickey in a tuxedo with a rifle. And the Disney officials were freaking out. According to MousePlanet.com, on that Monday, three days before the event, Disneyland leaders Dick Nunez, Ron Dominguez, and Jim Cora held a meeting of all park supervisors in the Mickey Mouse Theater in Fantasyland to give out assignments and be briefed by an Anaheim police officer. Some were given plainclothes assignments to blend in with the crowd on Thursday and monitor any activity and report with concealed walkie-talkies and bags and wrapped packages using a special code that had been developed to call for backup. I wonder what their code was. God, I don't know. The Yippies planned their event for the 25th anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima. Their plans. They were going to liberate Minnie Mouse, and I tell you... If you understood how long I spent down a rabbit hole of what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Is there a statue and they wanted to take it away? I spent so long researching the fucking golden fab 50 statues all over the place. And when they got there and where they're located, and this was apparently near Fantasyland, it is, I don't think it is near Fantasyland. And I also think that it wasn't put there until the 50th anniversary. There was a fucking statue of Walt Disney sitting on a park bench with Minnie Mouse that they've moved at some point, but that also would not have been there at that point. So do they just mean somehow... Well, like the character, you know how they have the characters walking around. I, I don't think that's what they meant. I mean, because that would be scary because that's an actual person. Yes, in that, that would costume. be very scary. And I, I just feel like that would have been said if that's what it meant, because that would be quite scary. I think ultimately that they meant something like symbolic in some kind of feminism kind of way. The extent of the rabbit hole I went down trying to understand what the fuck liberating Minnie Mouse meant. You you don't know. It's ridiculous. Anyway. They wanted to make admission free because they didn't like private property. They wanted to raise pay for the Native American dancers employed by Disneyland. And they wanted to overhaul Aunt Jemima's kitchen in a Black Panthers theme. That's fucking cool. I mean, that is cool, but holy shit, guys, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Everybody working Disneyland that day was tense, from the upper management to the line cooks. They could not be sure 
who might be there to start trouble and who was just kind of a degenerate youth, according to their standards. So according to one teenage cast member who sold ice cream, anyone under the age of 30 and not pushing a stroller was eyed with suspicion, which is arguably an opinion that still widely exists (laughs) at Disney, um, which is a topic I will never take a position on. Thank you. Have a nice day. There were hundreds of self-identified yippies in attendance in the outrageous uniforms of tie-dyed shirts and ripped jeans, if you can fucking fathom something so radical. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. It, it's hard. Apparently, they knotted up their t-shirts. <laughs> apparently, they went to the gate and they wanted to make admission free. And Disney, who must have just been scared shitless of them, was like, listen, admission is three fifty, but you can pay fifty cents. And they Wow didn't like that. I think they ended up paying fucking full admission, like all of them. None of them got into the park in any sketchy ways. They all just paid the admission after all that. Um whether they paid the discounted amount or not, I'm really not sure. But um, none of the loosely defined leadership came and the staff and about 150 riot gear wearing cops didn't know for sure who was and was not part of the demonstration. Despite knowing this was coming well in advance and having this show of force from five different police departments ready, I can't personally follow the logic of letting this drama unfold in front of guests rather than just fucking closing. But at this point, the park had only been closed due to some kind of crisis once when Kennedy was assassinated in 63. So that was like not a thing they did. And I mean, I get why they wouldn't want to set a president. But I feel like at the point that you've got police and riot gear all over the park. I mean, yeah, maybe call it a day. Call call it a day. I don't I think you're maybe doing more harm than good. I don't know. Maybe not, because I think that the sentiment toward police was a little bit different than (laughs) Um, So I think now that would be a PR nightmare they just would not even come back from. But at the time, there was a lot more sympathy for that. So I don't know. I I guess the vibe was at least somewhat different. So managers who would have obviously had no say in whether the park was closed were feeling the same because they were walking around all day singling out groups of, quote, long haired kids and asking them to, quote, please be cool. (laughs) Can you imagine? Mm hmm. Like, that's so lame. (laughs) Can you imagine being a manager at Disney and just having to walk around and be like, fuck, that guy looks kind of like a fucking hippie or something. Please be cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) And they were pretty cool for a while until they were less so. The police marched in riot formation and the yippies marched the streets chanting LSD has a hold on me looted stores, climbed Captain Hook's ship, which I believe at the time was a tuna-centric restaurant, um, <laughs> raised a Viet Cong flag, smoked weed in the streets, and yelled, free Charles Manson, which is kind of where they lose me, because it's a cult leader oh. I cannot get behind. Yeah. Um, they didn't really get the reaction they were hoping for, so they occupied Tom Sawyer's Island, which was promptly shut down. The vice president's undercover moles turned out to lead to some confusion. At one point, Dick Nunez himself grabbed a long-haired dude by the hair and yanked him aside, only to have the guy's wig come off in his hand because he'd grabbed one of the undercover dudes. Oh! Yeah, awkward. The Yippies protested in front of a Bank of America that operated inside Disneyland, but the other guests just sang God Bless America over them. 
one little girl who was 10 at the time said that she saw some of the men trying to take a chain off of something to use as a weapon. And when her family got separated from each other in a crowd and she was just terrified, even though I guess some of the protesters turned around and told her not to cry because everything would be okay. (laughs) They tried to tear down a flag and that was like super not appreciated by the cops. So that turned into a fist fight with the cops who arrested 23 yippies and the park was closed five hours early. Their departure from the park did not go smoothly. Um, They were sometimes chased or dragged out, fighting and spitting and yelling, burn the park. Mouseplanet.com says they set trash cans on fire, setting off firecrackers. Venting their frustration, they threw light bulbs and uprooted plants and flowers from landscaping by the turnstiles at the police and guests who were exiting and trying to find their cars. Okay, so Charles Manson and you're fucking with the plants. Like, like honestly, I, I wanted to be sympathetic, but you're losing me here. Some yippies vandalized several cars in the parking lot, generally breaking off the antennas. And Disneyland has only had three unplanned closures since then for a total of five in the history ever, which included the Northridge earthquake, 9-11, and then the extended closure for COVID. Wow. Yep. So this next one is two years later, and I don't want to give away the outcome too much, but I will say that the vast majority of these originate as blurbs on a much larger list of incidents that I go through until I find ones that have much story. But this one has its own Wikipedia page called Battersea Park Funfair Disaster. Mm. Yeah. And I don't need to tell you that is when shit is real, when the disaster itself gets a Wikipedia page. Happens less than people probably realize. Um, It is usually a subheading on a different one. Also, I will warn you, there is a break man in this episode, and he most certainly does not get a break. First thing that I want to address is whether English locations are unnecessarily convoluted, or is this just like me being ethnocentric here? Because Wikipedia describes Battersea Park as being, quote, a 200-acre green space at Battersea in the London borough of Wandsworth in London. And I feel like that's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. I feel like it's too much. Can I... Can I... Can I just unload real quick? Sure. Um, so we have a lot of international Patreons. <laughs> okay. I get so fucking nervous every time I mail one out. Oh my god, it's crazy. I do. It's, and I'm I like, do. is this how they feel? This is so dumb, but I'm like, is this how they feel about like states and cities and stuff but i feel like it's deeper than that no I feel like it's a lot there's a lot of letters and numbers they're mingling and, and just like the subsets it's like uh, this on the sea and the park and the borough and the corner on the outskirts and i'm like holy shit okay so listen this is too descriptive <laughs> so selma has been helping me with discord right mm-hmm. a while back selma I, this is my public apology. We will be launching this Discord. <laughs> like, she took time out of her day to give me a whole Discord class. Oh, that's so, so we nice. could do a Mark Safe book club. But everything's Excellent. been going crazy. We haven't really dropped it. it hasn't been a priority because we're all losing our minds a little bit right now. It It's coming. We're doing it. Anyways, so I sent her, a, like, some merch for, like, taking time out of her day and even the post office lady was like where she lived does not exist and i'm like yes it fucking does here is the message with her address 
I think she knows where she lives. And we, <laughs> I was there with Squonk and Josie for almost an hour to send that shit off before someone had to come from the back. So it's not just me. There are a lot of stupid Americans that don't know how to do uh, okay. international mailing. Okay, so it's not just you and it's not just me, but it may be just us as a country. We're really not sure. <laughs> I know, You know what? It is. It's just... I don't know. I, I still really want to blame them. And I ha- I'm not ready to let go of that. But they so. were first! I don't care. They don't have to name things the way that they do. They're continuing to do it. They're naming more and more places stupid ways. And I am I won't be silent anymore. All right. International I'm, I'm, listeners, I love you. Just ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> you I have apologize pre- when I talk trash about Ohio, though. I appreciate your address. You are better than Ohio. I mean, that's a low bar, but yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. So, for a while, there was a fun fair there with smaller rides and a roller coaster called the Big Dipper. The wooden coaster was installed in 1951. The, and this is alarming, the entire amusement park was designed for one year of operation. But when it went well, they decided to just keep going for another year and then like 17 more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, as time passed, they leaned into the tackiness of a theme park. And according to London News Online, quote, head of the operation, Leslie Joseph, explained that the gardens and fun fair were to be less arty and more gaudy. He said, this is what people expect, and they, we intend to give them what they want. We aim to pack the rides and shows much closer together to create a more exciting atmosphere. <laughs> you know what? I, I Okay. I'm a I was judging for that. it at first, and then I was like, is that not what I'm doing with this very episode? <laughs> I fucking love that. Have you ever seen I could the be Madonna doing something Inn? No. In slow. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm. Like every room is something different and it's all tacky. Oh my god. Like I could be doing something more cultured with this episode. But no, we're we're doing theme park disasters again. So I get it. Um other than the park's nonsensical quote old English yet somehow also futuristic theme. The Big Dipper ran without incident for 19 years. We're not even going to unpack how the fuck you can be old English, but also futuristic. But, like, I want to, but there's nothing to say except what the fuck. It's some guy in a spacesuit with <laughs> drinking a bottle of old English. Well, I know what our cover art's probably going to be now. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Dipper ran without incident for 19 years when it caught fire. And that, unfortunately, is not even the disaster. Nobody was hurt in the fire that I could find. Um, presumably, it wasn't an operation. Although, honestly, if a wooden roller coaster's track just fucking caught fire while people were riding it, like, I think I could cover that and then just retire early. Because, like, the only way I could top that would be, like, a tornado sucking someone directly out of a roller coaster car. I mean, where do you go from there? Anyway, it was suspected but not confirmed to be arson. After the fire, most of the damaged boards were replaced with cheap, used 50-year-old wooden boards. Oh, Because salvage. nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Somehow it went two more years after that until, until the horrible day of May 30th, 1972. First, a sidebar. I have always wondered, I'm sure somebody somewhere has, how anti-rollback mechanisms on roller coasters work, because I feel like I hear about them constantly, but I never really know like what their deal is. 
And for whatever reason, I decided that now is the time to fall down that particular rabbit hole for this particular episode. So there seem to be various versions of it. But in a nutshell, the cars have a thing underneath them that's like teeth, like spikes almost going in one direction. And the track has the same thing going in the opposite direction. So they just like slide against each other without any drama if it's going the right way. Right. But they catch each other if it starts to go backwards. And all I could think about looking at this was, like, cats making out with each other and how that would be a big problem. <laughs> like, I was, I really. Because the tongues? Yeah. I really thought a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a weird day. So back to May 30th. I am stalling. This one has been um, off the rails a little bit. Oh, too soon. Okay. Oh, no. All right. Oh, no. Okay. Anyway, um, the Big Dipper had a brake man. You'll see soon. And part of the ride involved the cars carrying on this day 31 passengers. And those cars are being pulled up the first big hill on a rope. And then the rope broke. I'm not really clear if it was a literal rope or if this is some kind of hoisting mechanism that they're referring to as a rope, a rope because it seems like a little too advanced to be a literal rope, but who knows. Which is, you know, the perfect time for the emergency rollback mechanism to save the day, you would think, right? But it didn't. Um, it failed too. So time for the... Those cats were taking a nap. <laughs> time for the brake man to save the day, right? Go brake I mean, man! Go brake man! Well, he tried. He frantically tried. Um, a lot of the lives of brakemen seem to be spent doing things frantically, so I do think maybe we should consider different careers. He could not get the brake to engage, so the three-car train sped faster and faster, although to the passengers at that point, everything felt like it was happening in slow motion, until the horrible realization that the momentum was horrifically fast, too fast to stay on the tracks as it rounded a bend in reverse, and the first car headed down derailed went off the tracks, if you will, plowing through a barrier to be followed by the other two cars. Oh, no. And I hope you enjoyed those because they were the last jokes for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it gets dark now. Um, A passenger named Carolyn would later say people were groaning and hanging over the edge. It was awful. There were planks and broken wood all around them. There was a pool of blood underneath the tracks Mm. 13 people were injured and five children died one of whom um i believe was a young teen named allison she survived the crash but she landed on rotted wood from that bullshit fire replacement thing on the emergency walkway and when she moved to try to pull broken wood off of her friend she fell through the rotting guardrail beside her and died oh my gosh Yep. And um, next part's rough. You, If you've got hangups about children, and maybe this is a detail you're not going to want in your head. I wish it wasn't in my head, so you might want to hit skip like twice. Um, I don't, I guess I don't know for sure which girl she's referring to, but I do know that an eight-year-old girl died. And Carolyn, the passenger who talked about people hanging over the sides, also talked about the fear on a little girl's face right before she fell and died, mm-hmm. um, haunting her for the rest of her life. And, oh, this is just one of those things where I needed to hug my kid. Yeah, because <laughs> um, we're we're at that age, yep, you know? Yep. She was at softball practice with her dad when I was researching that part, and I swear to God, I almost just got in my car and went to go meet her there because it just fucked me up. Have you done that? I... I- 
I've done it a couple times where I'm like, fuck. I mean, I, I cover a lot of children's stuff. Um, but yeah, I've, I've stopped and had to hug my kid. Oh God. Almost every time. I mean, if there's a kid near her age, that's yeah. I mean, it, it, it is a, a visceral thing that everyone's like, Oh, hug your kids a little tighter tonight. You know, whenever something bad happens, but like, it's true. It, it's different. Like it is a physical need. Like you need to yawn or sneeze or something when you hear some shit like this and you just need to hold your kid. Yeah. Someone posted in our group today, if um, they say sweet dreams are no dreams. I know. I saw that. And I think I explained that real fucked up when that first happened. Um, basically it was just my oldest daughter um, was really upset crying one night when we were tucking her in. Cause she, Felt like she was letting us down and she didn't have sweet dreams because you always say sweet dreams. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we're like, you don't have to have no dreams, you know? You have sweet dreams or no dreams. We just don't want you to have bad dreams. But even if you do, like, it is okay. And, um, but I saw that post tonight and I'm like, oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. Snuggle okay. your babies. Yes, snuggle your babies. I I had a good long hug with mine when she got back from softball. Um, the victims included 15-year-old Allison, 14-year-old David, 13-year-old Thomas, 12-year-old Deborah, and 8-year-old Shirley. Holy shit, they're all so young. I know. In addition to the freestanding Wikipedia page, some other... This was some seriously bad shit indicators for this kind of disaster include um, the ride or even the park being closed afterwards and criminal charges being pressed, which um, none of those things happen often, but all three happened here. Um, the ride was immediately taken down. The park closed two years later and the manager and ride inspector were tried but acquitted. Yeah, the- that's bananas. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. The site currently has no memorial or acknowledgement of the deaths at all, which the survivors are really bothered by. Um, How do we, there's a lot of things that we've covered that don't have that, that survivors are bothered by. Like, I feel like we're like on this precipice. Like, how do we fix that? I feel like this is something we can fix. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we're I still that, baby technically, but maybe this maybe. should be a goal. That should be a goal. Come on, cult leader. Fix, fix, fix it. Fix some lack of... <laughs> um, okay. And I don't... I don't know why they think this necessarily, but I did see an interview with survivors who said that they believe that the roller coaster itself is buried underneath the park, which is the most unsettling fucking thing I've ever heard Don't like life. it. Don't and like I... It. Am the co-host of Mark Safe a Disaster Podcast, so I've heard some unsettling things. I mean, that might... What year was this? Uh, 72... I mean, didn't people used to, like, bury junk cars and stuff, like, back in the 70s? I mean, 70s? yeah, like, it, it makes sense, but it's a, it, it, it troubles me. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a creepy thought. Okay. So, this next one, which is also our last one, is a lot shorter and a lot lighter because I did feel like we needed it after that one. And it, full disclosure, it's weird to me that this is actually on the amusement park incident list because it is technically not at all an amusement park, but... I don't know if I'm ever going to do another episode where it fits better. And I had to include it because it's ridiculous. Um, I think that it ends up on these lists because at one point they had plans to turn it into a legit amusement park, but they didn't. Um, but for some reason, it is still listed in some places. Anyway, have you ever been to a drive through safari? <laughs> yes. Okay. How was that experience for you? Neutral. Okay. 
Um, I went to one once when I was a kid, but I swear to God, it was like a fever dream for me because I have never in my life heard someone reference one of these places in regular conversation ever in my life. Like, I know I went to one, but I've never heard anyone be like, oh, I'm taking the kids to the drive through safari this weekend. Ever. <laughs> ever. But apparently they're super common and like not even considered all that unethical. So I'm like, I mean, best case scenario, it's going to be one of those things where, yeah, there's a bunch of them, but like we totally know better now. But I mean, not really. No. So yeah, there, there are a bunch around here. If you've wondered, there's one three hours north of you. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> And if anyone else is somehow living in the world and have not heard about these places, although I feel like maybe I everyone what went they to would one ha- and then never talked about it again. I wonder what they would have at this one. What one? You said three hours north of me? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I wonder what animals. Too. I don't know. So there's a – not to segue again. I feel like I keep interrupting. but That's your job. Well, Cody, by one of his works, there's like – I think it's a monkey testing site. Ooh. He is, he always says, it is like the creepiest thing. He hates it more than anything. Oh, yeah. More than brain eating amoebas? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's, that's pretty bad. So if my husband winds up in jail one day, it's probably because he's freed all these (laughs) monkeys. I bail him the fuck out for that. Um, we're not endorsing criminal behavior yet. But we also can't stop you. But he always tells me about, like, he's like, the screams. Oh, here it is. Ooh. Tulane oh National screams. Primate Research Center. Ooh, thanks. I hate it. That's a lot oh. of words. That is a lot of words. That's a lot of everyone worse than the last. Okay. So, these places seem like a fucking liability nightmare. You drive through a park of wild animals. Hope you don't run one over. Sometimes they approach your car and stick their heads in your window and lick you, which happened to me once with a buffalo. And then you hope it doesn't like pluck out your eyeball or something. Um, Sometimes they climb on top of your car. So hope a fat ass lion doesn't put a dent in your roof. I do not understand how this can be a thing like still, but somehow it is all the time everywhere. And in 1972, the Warner Brothers Jungle Habitat had the most comically bad opening season since Disneyland. Their logo featured a stylized lion laying on top of a car with a family inside of it. Um, Their advertising promised eyeball-to-eyeball confrontations with lions. And it was kind of a lot of foreshadowing when you get done to it. Mm -hmm. And it was probably less than amusing to Abraham Levy, an Israeli tourist who toured the facility 15 weeks after it opened. He was in his brother-in-law's taxi, not driving, his brother-in-law was driving. And as they entered the park, Abraham received printed brochures warning him to keep his windows up and his body parts in the car. Now, to be fair, he did only speak Hebrew and the writing was in English and Spanish. And I would normally be super sympathetic to that. But I do kind of feel like with what he's about to do, come the fuck on, dude. Right. Apparently, when they went in the entrance, like there were all these super chill animals, asterisk, more on that later, um, like ducks and elephants at the entrance. And no one in the car felt like it seemed dangerous. But when they passed through a gate into the area that was dangerous, it still didn't feel dangerous to them. So Abraham rolled down his window, ignoring posted signs all over the place, 
leaned his upper body out of the taxi and beckoned a lion over. Oh, you who beckons a lion? I, oh, I don't you do, like you, you asshole. Yeah. Come here, I, Scar. I don't feel like you you're need so, a brochure to know better. You're <laughs> so here, emo. I love you. I talked about you on our poll. I'm not the one who said he's emo and I'm into it. That was Aaron. <laughs> okay. God damn it. <laughs> and the lion wasn't the one who posted those signs or printed that literature so he had no problem saying sure abraham i'll come vibe in your taxi with you <laughs> and he came and put his head and paw through the open window which sounds cuter than it was and mauling him for five straight minutes the park rangers had to ram the lion with their jeep in order to get him to release abraham there's a lot of mauling um, and ramming and i'm like trying i'm trying <laughs> you're trying oh god um for anyone wondering, the lion was not injured by the ramming. Um, but Abraham's neck had been slashed badly, and the other people in the car had to apply pressure to try to keep him from bleeding out until an ambulance could arrive, and he could be rushed into a four-hour surgery to try to save his life, which he did live. But among other serious injuries, eight nerves in his cheek were severed. Um, the investigation found it to be pretty fucking obvious that Abraham was the one at fault, which he even agreed with publicly, which did take a lot of the um, public controversy heat off of the park. But not for long, because one month later, some wolves escaped their enclosure and freaked everybody out. <laughs> um, this is all still just opening season. Um, apparently three of them dug under a fence, just like anybody's asshole dogs, although a park spokesman said it was only two and that they were, quote, pups, really. Which... That doesn't excuse feel, anything. Okay. I don't feel like that had the effect he meant for it too. Because like if your enclosure is so flimsy that you don't even need to be a full grown wolf to get out of it, I don't think that's a good thing. This idiot thought he would say pups and it would just be yeah. just too adorable pups, really. to get mad yeah. about. Like No, no, sir. <laughs> no one wants fucking wolf pups in their backyard. So the wolf thing was confirmed and there were a few other animal escapes that were confirmed. But everything from kangaroos to peacocks had been reported to be loose near the grounds at various times. And the kangaroo one in particular seems very common and probably credible. Well, that's terrible because they can't fucking see. Yeah, they will fuck your shit up. I was hit by a kangaroo when I was in Australia. It's not fucking fun. I mean, sideswiped. I'm not full on. I'd probably be dead. But (laughs) they can't see 10 feet in front of them. This fucking thing. I was like working on olives olive trees like we were doing planting and this fucking thing just comes barreling down knocking down all the olive trees because they're not very deep deep rooted anyways so they just i want to know everything you about your life. look at them wrong and an olive tree will fall down and this fucking thing swat size swat me I, I i'm pretty sure i still have a s- shoulder injury from it they're blind in front of they don't see very far wow like maybe okay. 10 well, feet this- they jump wow. further than they can see Wow, that sounds like how I make my life decisions, actually. Um, Well, okay. I've learned a lot about your history and kangaroos and olive trees now. So I will uh, (laughs) file that away in my mental bank. Immediately after the wolf escape, a TV host named Jack Parr also got hurt by a lion cub. This is still opening season. Um, While he was filming a segment, but he turned out to be like a super vocal, super shitty as fuck homophobe. So I do not feel bad for him. I mean, he like lived and everything, but he fucking sucked. Uh, I fell down another rabbit hole in his Wikipedia page. Um, Two years later, a woman was bitten by a baby elephant and awarded the 2022 equivalent of over a million dollars. So I guess it wasn't her fault. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. The park closed after only four years in operation, selling the animals to collectors around the country and leaving the dead bodies of 30 animals, including an elephant, to rot outside. That's so sad. Yeah. And it's also illegal. And at least 30 or so years after it closed, I would strongly suspect still, but I can't confirm that, um, the ground still had all of their signage and everything still stood. Like ticket booths, the safari cars, everything with the grounds just completely overgrown. And that's the end. I love this one. (laughs) I loved it. It was wild, technically. (laughs) Went um, off the track for a while. Yeah. It wasn't what I was expecting for an amusement park. Because you were expecting a mass poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't get it. I didn't deliver. I refuse. Chef kiss. Perfect. I'm glad you feel that way. Ready for disaster relief? Mass poisoning is for you. Yes, I am ready for disaster relief. Okay. Um, You want to go first? You want me to? Either way. Okay, I'll go. We're dumb or yum? Dumb. I don't know what made me think of this the other day, but I decided to randomly revisit an app that I have already completely played through, which is Plants vs. Zombies. And oh, I, I love Plants vs. Zombies. I know. Zombies. I loved the shit out of it several years ago, but I mean, then I, I beat it. I got to the end. And uh, I was just, you know, kind of done for a while because, you know, I mean, you beat it. But now it's been like... I don't know, probably at least three years. So I thought of it randomly the other day and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, Restart. I'm starting over. Yeah. And I never do that ever. But it is so satisfying to have methodical rows of things to defend my house. That's the best. I still play Candy Crush. I do occasionally too. I've, I haven't too much in the last like, I don't know, year, but it is still on my phone and I theoretically still play it. What I'm level, like, level are billion. Oh my God. I don't even know. Let me see. If I actually do, I have it downloaded since I had to redo. Oh, I guess I don't. Wow. I mean, it, it's it, it, ridiculous. It's, it's embarrassingly high. I don't want to um, tell anyone. <laughs> I want to know though. Do you uh, know off the top of your head? Sixty-five twenty-nine. I think I'm. I think I'm around there. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm playing through Plants vs. Zombies again, and the graphics aren't quite as good as they seemed a few years ago. Like it seems a little bit. Um, I don't know, like a little bit stretched for the screen somehow. But other than that, it's fucking held up, man. And I'm having fun. <laughs> Redownloading. I need it. Yeah, you do. Mine is Abby. My sweet little Abby. Oh, baby. She's graduating kindergarten tomorrow. And she's so fucking cute. She's so cute. But listen. Of her. Like. Kindergarten's been like so easy for Ava and Aria. Um, Abby has difficulties with speech. She has her own things going on. And not only that, she started kindergarten like she was a really young kindergartner, wasn't she? Right off the cut, right at the cutoff. So when she started, she was five for like one day. Yeah. It was insane. That's rough. And I've been so worried about her and, you know, my mother-in-law, she's a third grade teacher and I'm just, she's just like, they get it. They get it. They either get it or they don't. You don't get wrapped in it. You just support your child. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to support my child, but I also need to make sure, you know, 
that she's getting everything that she needs because I had to take, pull her out of speech because now she's going through speech for school and she's so tiny. She's just, she is like, she's literally this. She's physically little, (laughs) physically little. Um, so I've been very overprotective over her. Um, but she fucking crushed it this year and she, she reads. It makes me want to cry. And I, I just, can't believe i'm just so proud of her it's just crazy it's crazy to watch my kids that like i never doubted her right of Um, course but just to see them like just fucking own it is super cool i wasn't planning on getting emotional but her graduation's tomorrow and shit (laughs) sorry you're fine. She's such a baby. I'm proud. In of the her. best way. I'm In the best way. She just, she's fucking cool. And we're going, we get to go to our graduation ceremony tomorrow. And it's going to be awesome. And I don't know. I'm just proud. It's beautiful. You should be. I love this disaster relief. I am glad I went first because I would hate to follow that up with a zombie game app. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't mind leading with it, but I would hate following it. All right. So we're going to move on and let's talk about some Patreons. Let's do it. Because I think we've got like a bunch. We do. We, we have we have a grip. That's a grip, like, as right? you would say. All right. So the first buddy system is Cindy Wilson and Kristen Manzola. Nice. Our next one nice. is Rachel Welton and Tiffany Gregg. Tiffany, thanks for the message you sent me. That was super sweet. Or us, not me. Um, you guys are buddies. Our next buddies. Okay. <laughs> so we have Lulu Jamie Hernandez, which I'm just making you related to me because we have a bunch of Hernandez in our family. Okay. And I, this next patron, listen. If you want me to go, like, this is what she put on her username. If you want me to change it to your regular name, please let me know. I'll give you a redo. But, I mean, I hope you don't because this is cool. Um, Introverted Mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we love it. Yeah. So, Introverted Mermaid and Lulu, you guys are buddies. And then we have an odd person out, and since I'm all in the feels about my kids, you get to sit with Brienne and I, Ava Et. Oh, because I have a daughter Yay. named Ava, and I'm pretty sure that's how you say it, E T T E. That's how I would say it, but that doesn't mean shit. I don't know. I think like miniaturette. What else is it? Yeah, I mean that tracks for me. See. I feel like Heather has made us a little bit cocky about feeling like we could be involved in somebody's wedding. Um, because now I just really want to do a you're paired now shout out and have it get like played at their wedding when they get married. Oh my gosh. Who's getting married right? next? Let me do your playlist. You know, I'm really good at this stuff. She is really good at this. She is really good. You want a playlist? Yeah. I'll, I'll curate it. You don't want the chicken dance? Fuck it. There's no chicken dance. Really? You're going to respect chicken dance wishes? I wouldn't have seen that from you. I'll respect our listeners, but that's where I draw the line. I think everyone should do the chicken dance. Everyone, why do people hate it? Uh, Because they take themselves too seriously. Mm. 
I would bet. All right. Bed. I am going to go to You've bed. You've got to go to Sweet Abby's graduation tomorrow. All right. Sweet dreams or no dreams? Sweet dreams or no dreams? Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.